What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched, finally, RRR, the 2022 Indian film about two revolutionaries taking down the Raj, the British. Uh, And it is a ridiculous movie. It is. In a good way. It's very silly. (laughs) It's very ridiculous. It was on... It was a, nominated for so many things. Yeah, it was a, it was a very popular film too, yeah. which is unusual to have something that popular nominated for so many things. Yeah, yeah. And so these are our first impressions of this silly, ridiculous film. And there will be spoilers. And um, it's a three-hour movie, so there's plenty of things that we can yeah. spoil for you. So if you don't want spoilers, stop here. Don't Come listen back to later. This show. And uh, we'll we'll still be here when you get back. Yeah. Listen to our thoughts about it. Um, What did you think? uh, That it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. (laughs) I I wanted to see it because I heard about it. Mm -hmm. I was hearing things, good things Mm -hmm. about it. Um, And... Watching it, I was just kind of like too. I I don't know if I have the context f- fully for this. Not oh, I don't because I don't really know that much about Indian politics, history, mm-hmm. culture. I don't know much about Indian filmmaking. Like I don't think I've ever even seen a Bollywood film, and I think India has a lot more than just yeah. Bollywood. Well, and this, it's it's worth pointing out this is not a Bollywood film. Yes. No, I didn't think it was. It is specifically a Tollywood film, which is... So Bollywood typically is the Hindi filmmaking industry. Ah, okay. Whereas Tollywood is the lesser known, and I don't know how widespread those terms are, but I have read them both, is the Telugu filmmaking industry in India. Okay. See, these these are important contextual things that I... Yeah, we don't have. <laughs> we, we don't have, because we... We're about 30 minutes into the film, and I paused it, and mm-hmm. I said, is this dubbed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can tell, obviously, this is not this is not English, mm-hmm. but it sounds dubbed, the audio quality sounds dubbed, and the words really are not matching the actor's the mouth. mouths. <laughs> yeah. So we had to do a little digging yeah. and figure out. And I, um, yeah, so the film was filmed in... Telugu, I hope I'm pronouncing that close to right. Um, But the version that is widely available in the U.S. is the Hindi version, because that's what's on Netflix. Which I think is fascinating, because the majority of, I would say, probably the entire U.S. audience, or the majority of English language audience watched this film with subtitles dubbed in another language that they didn't understand either. And maybe not realizing that it was dubbed. Yeah. Like, I had to go looking for that information because it was not immediately obvious to me. Yeah. Uh, And you can watch the original language version on a different streaming platform specifically for Indian film and TV. It's called Z3, Z-E-E-3. 
Uh, but we didn't do that. We watched the Netflix version. So we watched it in Hindi, which is dubbed over the Telugu. Yeah. And with subtitles in English. With subtitles in English. And got to the end of it and realized we could have watched the whole thing dubbed in English. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think it's a more quote-unquote authentic experience to watch it in Hindi simply because Hindi is another Yeah, no, I don't think so either. In India. Part of me kind of wants to watch it in English just because that's... If I'm going to watch it dubbed, it might as well be in dubbed into a language I understand. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, darn. That's... But um, one has to also ask like how much the, the dialogue influences the film uh, in a film as ridiculous as this one. It's true. It's a... Uh... The dialogue is not the first thing no. that I think about. When the I first think about thing I about think about is the guy kick-flipping a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. And he punched a tiger a couple times. Yeah, he punched a tiger a couple which times. Which made me think of that movie where Idris Elba punches a lion. Yeah, Roar. Which is it called Roar? I haven't no. seen. It's not called Roar. Roar is a different movie with lions in it from the 70s. Okay. So. Okay. I have no idea um, what the Idris Elba Punches a Lion movie is called. But, I mean, it brings up lots of interesting questions because there are several major languages in India. Yeah, I, I mean, think, there's, I there's like five, so, ma- so many five different significant languages. languages and more sub languages, or, or not sub, additional. Yeah, um, which is so different than we think of filmmaking in the West. In Europe and the U.S. And the it seems to be sorry we're having some technical yeah I technical just issues. don't want this to go to sleep while I'm recording. Uh yes. Please pause while we well you don't pause we're pausing while we there. fix our little technical issue. I think I fixed. So there are several dubs in some of the major languages, languages yes. of India, which is just interesting. Mm-hmm. That's well, I, part of the filmmaking process. Yeah. Well, I told you I watched a movie, um, and I cannot remember the name of it. I'm going to see if I can go look it up real quick. That um, Because Netflix has been pushing more Indian film, in its algorithm, I think in part due to the success of RRR, um, that I just kind of picked one at random and learned that it was filmed in multiple languages. Not all at once, but basically it has been remade in, I think, three different languages, including Hindi and Telugu, um, which is fascinating to me. that that that's done and it was done by the same like production like the same producers Mm -hmm. um but in different languages so that's just an aspect of yeah indian filmmaking but it was annoying because i like to watch things in the original language so i was annoyed that we didn't have that wasn't an option original language and they have this 
to me, what seemed like a strange disclaimer at the beginning of the film Mm -hmm. about, like, all of this is fictional, Mm -hmm. the people, the events, the places, um, even, I think it mentioned the dialects, Mm -hmm. when, of course, we completely missed the dialects because we don't... Yeah. um, Well, it wasn't in the original language, and we wouldn't wouldn't know it anyway. It, It just seemed like... Beyond what is usually at the end of credits, yes, in like U.S. films, like this is not based on any yeah real the, the person. Fo- the any things depicted is a coincidence. Yeah, and that was certainly interesting. One, well, and it's worth noting that the two main characters, um, Rom, Rom and Beam. Were or Raju? Yeah, well, they, they had a couple different they, names. Yeah, um, were real people. Yes, I don't think anything else about any of this was real. <laughs> that was my impression. They the, never met in real life. And yeah. The director was really fascinated about what if these two revolutionaries had had met, met and interacted, and had you know like a a bro action. <laughs> Romance. Yeah, action bromance. Um, yeah, so like almost none of it is real other than these two people existed. Um, and I did read one article about this, uh, so I've, I've ruined our no research strategy, mm. um, which is that, that, and I only kind of understood what it was talking about, but something that is absolutely outside of my framework for watching this movie is India's caste system. Mm-hmm. Um, because Ram is from a high caste, whereas Beam was from outside of the caste system entirely. I didn't even think of the caste system. Of right? course that right? would have something... Oh, I, I don't not feel culturally equipped to talk about. Well, we're just sharing our reactions. We don't have to be right. Um... But being a member of Gond, or from the Gond tribal group, um, I don't even calling it tribal might be difficult, um, is, and this article was really about how that layer of the film and the not-so-great messages it perpetuates through that lens are completely missed by U.S. audiences, Mm -hmm. by which I mean I didn't know any of this and wouldn't know it if I hadn't read this article. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought that was an interesting thing that I have no idea how the caste system works. I know it exists. I know it's probably not great. I have have a sneaking suspicion that hierarchical systems are generally bad for the people in them. Um, But I can't speak to that with any authority, and I don't know how it impacted this. Other than, again, they cast a member of the high caste in Beam's role. So it was not accurate casting. It's not cast conscious. I don't know. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm so ill-equipped to talk about it. Like The only frameworks I have are like race in the U.S. And I know it's not the same as that. Yeah. And I can't tell you more than why I what it is. <laughs> so we can tell you our uh, 
thoughts about the visuals mm-hmm. and basic story mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. but not. We're not doing a deep analysis here just because we don't have the we don't have the context for it. We don't have that mm-hmm. cultural context, or the the context we have and bring to it is not necessarily what the film is bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. The action sequences were fun though. They were silly. It does say at the beginning too that no animals were harmed. no animals were harmed. <laughs> no all, animals were harmed or in this movie. Yeah, so like, all animals are computer generated. Yeah, uh, which I'm fine with. I think that's probably the best way to deal with most of that. <laughs> I think it added to the silliness too because they didn't look super realistic. Real. Yeah. They they did look computer animated. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I didn't think. Sometimes that's a budget thing. Mm-hmm. But this just it just fit the aesthetic. Yeah, I think it film. worked, even if it was a budgetary constraint. Although this was the most expensive film made in Indian history, apparently, uh, and they certainly showed off a lot with that. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, action sequences—they're just ridiculous. Um. Well, they start at ridiculous and never go any lower. Right. <laughs> and it's a mix of, like, CGI-ness. Mm-hmm. And I just made that up. CGI-ness. Yeah, it works. And, um... Real live work. Mm-hmm. Wire stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um... I, I don't... I don't know if I can articulate... <laughs> Um, Much besides, they're wild. They're wild. I think it's worth noting that they're all well choreographed. um, In a way that does not match what I think of as well choreographed American fight scenes. And that doesn't describe what they look like, but they had a different feel... In much the same way, I've been watching some old Bruce Lee movies. In much mm-hmm. the same way that those have a very different feel in their choreography and fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, all from different eras as well. But, you know, I think of, like, some of the best choreographed fight scenes. I think of, like, the John Wick scenes or uh, the Russian spy movie. Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde, yeah. Um just some, you know, absolutely amazing fight choreography. Mm-hmm. And this matched it in impact, if not in style, which I thought was an interesting distinction. Like, there's, there's not just that one way to do action scenes well. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, in, I mean, even the first scene where uh, Raj is, or Rom. Rom is fighting through, like, this horde of, of protesters. I didn't have, for a lot of it, like a strong sense of locality or physics of like where we were in space, which usually I hold against it because I find it confusing, but this didn't matter. The impact was this one man is fighting against like hundreds, hundreds of, of protesters. <laughs> I kept thinking while watching that fight, what a pain it must have been to shoot when you had so many like extras in such close proximity (laughs) and you have to like tell them how to do everything how to do everything and don't move any more than this Mm -hmm. and um how hard that must be there's one shot where he's like covered 
in oh, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like inside this little this, like mass mass of, of people yeah. that he has to fight out of and just that was a cool it was cool shot it was cool I thought it was it was a cool fight scene all of them were cool fights the first one stood out to me because it seemed also that it did the most uh, I don't know how to phrase it like human work um, a lot of the other stunt ones, work. yeah, like using stunt performers. Cause yeah. a lot, when they go to, for example, when they meet, when the train explodes and they have to rescue the boy mm-hmm. in the river, the bridge in the river. Yeah. There's a lot of CGI yes. where people aren't doing thing. They're doing it against a green screen mm-hmm. and not, they're still doing stunt work. They're still doing stunt but, work, but it's not on location stunt work or doesn't feel on location in the same way yeah 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 which is also i feel like in that scene that might have been a real horse the one i think the horses he were that he was riding were real okay like the two times he rode a horse yeah the disclaimer of the film i feel like it said no animals were in this film i also feel like that but but i thought there might have been a real horse that was doing real horse things it, not not stunts the just horse, real horse just things. just horse things you know running <laughs> being ridden to being a horse mm-hmm. yeah so maybe there were no stunt animals and the horse was was real yeah it felt like a real horse um, there definitely felt like symbolism in having Raju ride the horse while Beam rode a motorcycle, because mm-hmm. that happened a few times. It did. I don't know what that symbolism means, but I feel like it was there. Uh, I was surprised. This is the one thing I'll probably say about like the story. I was surprised at how relatively small the story was. Hmm. Which is weird to say with action sequences as big and ridiculous as they are. Um, but it was mostly, like, Beam's story was, you know, he was trying to get this young woman back for his people. Yeah, the British kidnapped the her. British, British kidnapped her. Uh, I loved the the caricature british people they were very good villains they were very fun i i mean they weren't nice people i hated them but uh i i felt like the the actors were having fun with that Mm -hmm. um and then raju i'm gonna call him raju because i'm looking at the wikipedia page and they keep referencing him as raju in the like summaries yeah rama raju rama raju was like trying to get guns for his people so they could fight back. They were both going about similar resistance work mm-hmm. in different in ways. Different ways. For different well, it both reasons come from like the presence of the, the presence British of the Empire. British. <laughs> um. Yes. But it was always very much focused on these two men and their individual stories, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Again, considering both of these men, from what I can tell, are revolutionaries who 
served as maybe the forefront of entire movements rather than you know one guy beating up the entire British Raj or two guys who, who like to hold hands I don't think they actually hold hands in the movie but I felt like they well they hands. grip yeah and that image is shown yeah they, they grip each other's arms yeah You talk about the music. <sighs> Do you have any opinions on the music? Um, uh, there were clear motifs for mm -hmm. different characters mm -hmm. and different things. So that was um, cut, almost reminded me of Star Wars in its clarity. Of, uh, yeah, that's not uh, a bad comparison. Motifs yeah. in the in the music. Um, and. There's there's one big song and dance sequence of, one of big where they dance sequence where it's like um, happening in universe in universe yeah. rather than like a musical number happening mm -hmm. um, and that one's at the the party the birthday yes. party which was a very what I would associate with a Bollywood esque yeah. What, so but again, only frame of reference. Yeah, so I know at large in India and their various production methodologies, the appearance of an expectation of from audience of songs is built into the film going experience. To the point that, and this is based on research I've done looking at other movies. To the point that sometimes they will write the songs before the movie exists mm. with the goal of having them put into a movie, whether or not it is really doing, because the, the movie just serves as advertising for the music, mm -hmm. um, which is very backwards to how we tend to think of, backwards in comparison to how we tend to do music in movies in the U.S. Not necessarily. Not from, like, in... Early Hollywood. Well, I'm speaking current day. Yes. Uh, okay. Early Hollywood, there was definitely more of that. Even I would early say. Broadway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's do a bunch of songs and we'll we'll, we'll string a yeah. story together, but yeah, um, that's a very good point. I think, but it's it is an expectation that every movie has a few songs in it, mm -hmm. which is something that is completely foreign to Hollywood production. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be in separate genres. They have to be in separate genres. You have to have your a clear delineation. Genre, then you have to have your drama yeah. genre. And like your action You genre. wouldn't call this, I wouldn't call this a musical. Uh -uh. Um, no, I because I'm sitting here trying to think back to how many other yeah. songs there. Well, so there's the big dance sequence. There's the buddy song. The, yeah, the where they meet, the buddy where song. Where they become friends. There's the song he sings when being tortured. Yeah, those are the ones I remember. Um, and then, of course, the last. Yeah, those are the last. four that I remember. There might have been others, but those, but two of those happen in universe. Mm -hmm. um, diegetic, I think, is the word. We're yeah, I was trying for. to think of the word. I think that's the word. Um, one of them is a montage song, so it's not technically diegetic. Um, and the fourth one is the credits song. Which happens before the credits, which is weird to me, 
Because in the credits rolled and they were completely silent. And there was no music was behind like, the credits. What? <laughs> Not even an additional song or a repeat of the previous song? Um, but, like, as far as I know, like, every significant Indian film has, like, at least two songs. Um, and I don't know how to address them outside of the text of the film. Uh, but I thought they worked well inside the text of the film. Mm-hmm. I noticed... I, I guess I don't have a lot to say about okay. the songs. Um, my brain was paying attention to so much. There was so much to pay attention to. <laughs> uh, my main thought about the songs, where my brain was going, was that they were subtitled. Mm-hmm. Um, the lyrics were subtitled. Because I've been noticing so much recently... So a lot, I watch a lot of English language shows with the English subtitles yeah. on. And when someone sings a song in a non-English foreign mm-hmm. language, it always just says singing in a foreign language. <laughs> it never breaks down the The actual song context of like, the song. It, it doesn't even caption the song lyrics in, like, say, Spanish. Uh-huh. It just says singing in Spanish. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't even say Spanish. It doesn't really? identify the foreign language. Fascinating. Um, and it's something I saw pointed out at the Grammys, at the captioning for when Bad Bunny came on mm-hmm. and sang, or did his his number. It just said singing in a foreign language. Oh, what a what a shame. How shameful of the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not in Bad Bunny's audience. Bad Bunny has an audience. Yeah. Both English <laughs> and Spanish speaking. Like, who appreciate his lyrics? <laughs> what a what a disservice. So I was I was just thinking to myself, well, I'm glad that they uh, translated the lyrics to these songs. Which were, like, commenting on the action, so mm-hmm. it was helpful yeah, absolutely. To, to read that as one of the texts mm-hmm. of, of the film. Oh, I'm mad about Bad Bunny now. Yeah. yeah. I've not had opinions about Bad Bunny before. <laughs> I did think the last number... You had told me when we started this film, because I was asking about the, uh-huh. the disclaimer... And you said, well, from all the reviews I've read, the film is propaganda. Yes. And I watched the whole film and I was like, I don't get how this is propaganda. I mean, I mean, it's like national history and Mm -hmm. the British are the bad guys, but the British were always the bad guys. Mm -hmm. That's not a (laughs) radical um, departure. Mm -hmm. But we got to that last video and I was like, oh, okay, here's the propaganda. (laughs) I... I don't have the context, the political and historical context to know like what, what it's putting forth or what 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 it means. <laughs> but I can see propaganda. This is propaganda. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Um, the I mean, I don't I don't know who literally any of the people they flashed mm-hmm. on screen were. Um, but it was like, hey, look at these famous recognizable faces as a part of our movement fighting. Yeah. And we're like united now as yeah. a nation. And um, 
yeah, that that actually stood out to more to me than <laughs> the other musical numbers. And it was also just so different from the rest of the film because it wasn't happening in the world of the film at mm-hmm. all. It was completely outside of the text. It was, it was like a music video tagged on at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a lot else. Uh, I think the nice British lady was wearing the dress from Beauty and the Beast. That was... (laughs) I... The the British costumes were ridiculous. (laughs) Like, what period they were in. And the only thing I could think of was how... People in the West get clothing so, so mixed up in non-Western cultures, and they oh, take yeah. it from different periods of time and, and different cultures, cultures, and, and mash it all together. Yeah. And that that was what that was the commentary happening in the film. Possibly, we're just going to mash together a bunch of <laughs> European women's styles yeah. and come out. With something, because the 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 dresses didn't were not didn't fit any period. <laughs> they were not period, regardless of period. Yeah, <laughs> they were certainly not nineteen twenties. <laughs> I don't think I could be wrong. Maybe there's a costume designer who's like, nope, that is that's all one hundred percent accurate. But uh, I didn't feel consistent. <laughs> No, because I was like, I feel like we're in the 20s because they've got telephones. Uh-huh. But when we get to those dresses, I'm like, uh, mm, not as sure. Yeah. But. Yeah, it says, specifically says it was in 1920. Wikipedia yeah. says. So, you know, take yeah. it with a grain of salt. So that was, I, maybe I'm reading into this cultural commentary. Uh-huh. On, but that's what it. No, I get it. But she was definitely wearing Belle's golden dress from Beauty and the Beast. That's the, like, one thing I wrote down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which I thought was interesting. I also don't know how religion plays. Oh, there's definitely religion in it. Well, right, yes. Because <laughs> Beam is posing as a Muslim. Uh-huh. And I and, don't like, know more than that. I don't know that. what the significance of that is. Like, I know, I know India, at large, has a complicated history with the Muslim population within its borders, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> I am missing a lot of additional context. So that seemed like something... Yeah. It definitely seemed like something. Possibly Im- Im- important. Um... The fight scene at the governor's mansion when they let loose all the animals. Mm-hmm. That was that cool. That was wild. It's um, wild. I mean, not only was it wild, but you then have... Because that was the same time when Ramu Raj like, tries to arrest Beam, and so they have their fight. Yeah. Mid-movie fight. And that wild fire and water iconography that had sort of been established earlier, but not really. But no, we're going to make it as visually literal as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was neat. (laughs) 
if not realistic, in the least. No, no, I was cool with that. That was cool. It was neat. Uh, I was a little worried because the animals um, didn't have a side they were on. They were, they were attacking both. Attacking everyone. <laughs> uh, As wild animals are want to do. Yeah, yeah. So I was a little worried mm-hmm. about our heroes. Yeah, and, and they made it out okay. The wild animals. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the last fight when they're getting out of the barracks mm-hmm. just takes the fire and water imagery to the end maximum level. level <laughs> if you didn't get it before we cannot Ramaraju make this is fire any more obvious beam is water it is beam is literally underwater fighting people <laughs> ramu is shooting fire arrows at people and blowing them up what else do you need uh, and I wonder if, if any of those, if that, like, fire and water iconography was new to the film, or if that's something tied to any of their historical stuff. No idea. I'd be interested to find out. It did occur to me, um, two things occurred to me. A, it was fun to go, oh no, the fireworks, and then later, oh no, the TNT, as two things caught on fire at different points of the movie. But also... Um, the closest thing I could, I could equate this to, and this is probably doing RRR a disservice, but I was like, oh, this is kind of like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which was a book and then a movie I didn't read or see either. Um, but it's like, hey, there was a guy named Abraham Lincoln and you might know some stuff about him, but none of the rest of this is real or matters. (laughs) Uh, and so I was trying to approach it from that point of, like, it doesn't matter what of this is real or isn't. Um, it doesn't matter if these depictions of these people is realistic or not. Uh, that's not what the movie's trying to accomplish. Yeah, I was fine with that. Which is yeah, fine no, I'm the, fine with that. The disclaimer at the beginning just, like, really threw me. Because yeah. you do have well, and I, historical I, f- fiction about his. Historical people, historical yeah. Historical people that are uh, Abraham Lincoln slaying vampires. Like, okay, yeah. we know that's definitely that didn't not... happen. <laughs> you're, you're definitely playing with the facts. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't watched a three-hour movie in a while. It's a lot. <laughs> And it is a lot, and I I watch a fair amount of TV, especially when I have a flare-up uh-huh. and I can't do much else. But I usually get up every half an hour <laughs> to an hour when a TV episode is ended. Oh, well, we can get up during the I movie. I'm <laughs> trouble sitting still. We can put for three pauses hours. in. That's why we watch but it at home. That disrupts the experience of. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> How it would be. More movies need intermissions. Even ones that aren't three hours long. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. But I wouldn't not in a bad way. No, it didn't it didn't it wasn't. feel long. Like it didn't feel like it was dragging or like you had to cut a lot or there was a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Um although there were a couple of places where I was where I thought like, oh, the movie could end here. But we've still got an hour left. So where is it going to go now? (laughs) Um, And it continually sort of 
reframed the relationship between these two guys. Yeah, I don't. So I'm not. I don't watch TV and film with an eye towards what's going to happen. What's going to mm-hmm. happen? Yes. Just completely opposite of my mom. My mom was like, "Do you think this is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to happen." Uh-huh. Which is fine. It's just different different ways of approaching. Yeah. Um. Film and, and TV. So I don't. I don't think ahead. But I. I didn't see the story coming that they were. They were going to be conducted in these ways. That mm-hmm. the police officer was actually, um, like a double, a double agent. agent, secretly. Uh, a revolutionary. In the rebellion. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that I, coming. I usually like think about like, okay, what is the structure of this going to look like, and where is that going to lead? Um, and I didn't think about that much over the course of this. I was much, I was, I was very content to let it happen at me. Mm-hmm. And if we hadn't gone into his backstory, we could have ended it two hours. Yeah, I think basically. so. Yeah. So that was, so I wasn't expecting, I was like, I know we have an hour left. What, what's <laughs> what, are ha- what are we doing What are we going to do? <laughs> well, first a half hour long flashback. And um, it did, it did answer. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot else. Do you have much else? Um, I'm just impressed. You can have actors who can do a bunch of stunt work and dance. And I don't know, sing maybe. Yeah. I, I, I say I don't know sing because it was dubbed. I don't know. Yeah, if we're in a My Fair Lady situation where someone else does the singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know um, what it might have sounded like yeah. originally. but The physicality that's... of the dancing was quite impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it matched the physicality of the action. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it uh, it a fun movie. It is a fun way to spend three hours. Yeah. Um, I hope none of the politics are bad. <laughs> well, like you said, you were really surprised because I was... We stopped it. I'm like, is this dubbed? This is yeah. weird. And you were surprised that in the reviews, because you had read several reviews already on it, mm-hmm. no one mentioned. No one mentioned. The, the version you're watching is not in the original language. Yeah. I'm still weirded out by that. Like Nobody. That I feel like that's a thing that should be fairly upfront. I would think that film critics would be really big on not watching a dub. They would want to watch it. Generally, I would think so language. as well. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I almost want to go back and like reread reviews and was like, was this mentioned? I just didn't pay attention, or was it really just not a thing people talked about? Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, foreign films are not new, and. Us weirdo film nerds have been complaining about dubs for as long as they've existed. But they've been around for a very long time. And most of the time people didn't care. Like, they didn't want to read through a movie. Gross. Um, Or at least that's the popular image of the American film goer. And so you would have to dub all your films. But I was under the impression some of that has changed more recently with, for example, the success of Parasite which did really well despite being entirely subtitled. And as far as I know, no English dub exists officially. Or 
movie that was subtitled first. I'm not thinking of anything, but... Well, you said that Telugu is to Hindi what English is to Korean. That's what an article I read said, so I, I could I reserve the right to be wrong there. Because we didn't do any research, so yeah. it could be... Um, it could be closer than that. But, but the impression is that they are 100% different languages. They're not, you know... It's not the difference between, for example, um, Portuguese and Spanish, which are different languages, but have very similar roots and histories. That is the impression I got. And the, the specific example cited was the difference between English and Korean, which is a significant difference. Both are phonetic languages, and that's about where the similarities end. <laughs> they have phonetic alphabets, sort of. Korean might be more phonetic than the than American English. I don't know. I know a little bit about Korean. I don't know any Korean, but I know a little bit about the language. About it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it might be the case of like the old spaghetti westerns that they filmed in Eastern Europe. Oh and, yeah. And then dubbed it with American actors. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe something like that was happening where. I kind of assumed that was happening fairly early on with the dub. Like, these are actors we've hired who are performing it in their first language, Mm -hmm. and we've gone back with other actors and dubbed over their... Yeah. Yeah, Spaghetti Westerns are a good example of that. Like, I mean, they're, of course, upset in the American West, so having them speak Italian would be weird. Or Italian. Not Eastern Europe. It was in Italy. Yeah. That's the spaghetti part of the spaghetti western. Uh, yeah, I Which I'll, which is funny because spaghetti's not particularly Italian. It's Italian American. Yeah, it's different. Americanized. But yeah. Yeah. Any other comments about our our our? I'm glad we watched it. It was fun. It was silly. Um. It was silly in a way I can't imagine Cocaine Bear being, but, like, that Cocaine Bear would want to be. Oh, yeah. Cocaine Bear wishes it was this silly. Yeah. Yeah. Straight-faced silly. Not not the sort of, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge silly. Which is, for example, like, what I hate about the Sharknado films. Like, this is ridiculous, and we know it. It's like, no, this is ridiculous, and we're leaning into it. We're doing it straight. That's what I thought. That's all the thoughts I have. Do you have any thoughts? <laughs> Do I have any thoughts? No. Do you want to tell them about our Patreon? We have a Patreon. You can support our show. And every time we release an episode, you can give us a monies. It is a per-episode patron rather than a monthly one. So if we record a bunch of episodes and release them all at once... Uh, you can put a monthly cap on it because you're like, that's too many episodes all at once. I want to slow my payments down. We're cool with that. Or if we don't release an episode in like a month or two, which has kind of been our habit lately, uh, you don't pass. We just, we just don't uh, make any money off of it, and that's fine too. You do get two whole perks for supporting us at any level. You get bonus unedited versions of the episodes from the moment the microphone turns on to the moment the microphone turns off. And, on top of that, you get 
a list of movies we did not watch. Because the way our respective brains work, uh, Amy can't look at all of the movies, and I can't pick one. So I pick a few, usually around five, and then she picks one from the five that I have selected. Uh, and that works with our respective brain things. Uh, we also have a website. You can go to 5degreesbetween.us. You can listen to us on your favorite podcatcher, as well as rate us and review us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, we'll always be free, because that's how podcasts work. I'm looking at you, Spotify. If I can't subscribe to it with an RSS reader, it's not a podcast. Um, that's all the things. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. Thank you. Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.